Welcome to the In Systems We Trust podcast with Mark E. Murray. In Systems We Trust dives into all things systems and processes and interviews the professionals who are using them to change the landscape of their organizations every day. Are you ready for more clarity? Here we go. Welcome back to another episode of In Systems We Trust. My name is Mark Key. I am your host. And today I'm super excited for this conversation. My guest today, I uh, stumbled across when I was looking for new podcasts to listen to. And uh, I found hers and stumbled down the social media rabbit hole and found out that this person has a, a, a lot in common with me. We do a lot of the same things. And so I was super excited to chat. I sent her an email and she responded and said, yeah, I'd love to collab. So um, thankfully she said yes. And we're going to be chatting today about everything systems, uh, everything that I love and talking about life and order and freedom. And so I hope you love the conversation um, that we're about to have. And so Latrice Claiborne is a founder and owner of Trinity Business Solutions. She's a systems and operations strategist who has transformed hundreds of entrepreneurs' businesses from blah to all systems go. She is a tech tools fanatic who's always up to date on the latest trends and automation, um, tech and automation trends. Latrice scaled her own business to multi-six figures while being a stay-at-home mom to her three children. And she's passionate about helping other business owners achieve the same level of freedom that she experiences every day. And so today, again, we're going to be talking about how to create a business that supports your lifestyle. Welcome to the show, Latrice. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. It's good to have you here. So every guest that comes on the show will typically kind of explore their background. Everyone has a before story. So I'd love to start there. Uh, you have three kids. You started your business from home. So tell me about your background and what led you to the point we're at right now or even to start Trinity. Yeah, so I actually was already doing this to some extent out in corporate America. Um systems have always been just a thing. It was like, it was a natural thing that it has been in my life forever. Always. Yeah. Everything needs a structure. Everything needs a process. Everything needs a system. Everything needs to be made more efficient. And if it's not, I'm like, okay, something's wrong with this. We need to fix it. How can, how are people working like this? How can we proceed? Even as a child, how do we just do chores with just a list, like a random list? This is yeah. chaos. We need to organize this list. We need to have everything sorted by which room and what happens first? So we need to go in order. This needs to be more efficient by who's capable of doing this. And it would like drive my siblings crazy. Cause it was like, like just do yeah. your work, just do it and get it done. And I'm like, no, it has no system. And so that's been kind of how my mind has always worked. Now, once I grew up, um, I actually did a ton with childcare. I worked a lot in childcare. And even in that, I realized I could identify systems. I was able to identify what ways these children learn more efficiently. What ways can uh -huh. they, what ways do they operate? Do we have more order? How can we implement more order? How can this help them in their futures more? And it was through systems, whether it be through a system for how we walk in line in the hallway or a system for how they learn or what songs and what schedule we do during the day um, or uh -huh. a system for our disciplinary processes for the kids to keep order in the classroom. There was always a system. Uh -huh. I then moved on to doing um, more so high-level office manager type work and then into marketing and business development. And that's where I discovered my love for systems met my love for software. And I started to like, wow, okay, I'm learning Infusionsoft. And um, I didn't, and back then Infusionsoft was something that a lot of people kind of shot away from because it was, it was kind of scary. It was confusing. It, if you're familiar with Infusionsoft, you've probably heard the term yeah. Confusionsoft. And yeah. so it was something that I like fell in love with. And I was like, man, oh my gosh, I, I think I love marketing automation software. So I kind of went down that hole and um, got certified in different things. And eventually when life just got too busy, I realized, what do I really want? Like I live in Virginia and in Virginia, we where I live, if you want to actually make decent money, you need to commute. That's just how it works. Whether you're yeah. going hour south or hour north, you need to commute either way, somewhere from where I live. So I realized quickly, like, I just had a newborn baby. I had a two-year-old and I'm losing 
a minimum of two hours of my day on the road, two hours that I can have with my kids. Then I'm also spending all of this time working for someone else, which is fine. But that just wasn't because I'm a huge, like, do what works for your family person. So there's nothing wrong with having a job. However, for me and my lifestyle and my personal goals, it wasn't working because I had so many other obligations outside of work. There was family. I'm heavily involved in my church and and I was on the board and um, I was on a nonprofit board in my community. There were just too many things that I was doing and I was finding myself spending too much time ripping and running. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm not, I don't want this. I don't want this lifestyle anymore. What I want most, let's sit down and decide what works best for this family? What do I want most? What are my goals? And I had to make a change. So I actually put in a month notice because I was very, I was a key role in my job. And um, I knew, I'm like, if I leave, man, I felt really guilty. I was like, dang, I'm gonna leave. What's gonna happen? Yeah. Who am I gonna, even when I did my maternity leave, they found someone to replace me for that temporary time. And when I came back, they're like, oh my God, thank God. Oh, it didn't go well. I was like, "Yeah." so what if, what's gonna happen when I leave? So I gave them a month notice, gave a whole month's notice. And at first it was like, they're devastated. Like, okay, what are we gonna do? Which was a key thing in systems. One thing with systems is you shouldn't depend on people. You should depend on processes. And yeah. so with that, I was, it was me and it was like, okay, we're dependent upon the trees to do X, Y, and Z. Now we're dependent upon the process so that if Latrice leaves, yes, we'll miss her. Yes, there will be, there will be some setbacks. Let's not be fooled. There will be some setbacks. However, because we have such an efficient, strong system in place, we can slide somebody else in and they may not be there yet, but we can get them there. We know we have the stuff in place to get them there. So it wasn't that type of party. They were like, look, what are we going to do? And so after um, I submitted my notice, they came back to me about a week or so later and were like, hey, we want to be your first client. So I left my job and then the ball was in my court because now it's like, all right, it's not you and when you're getting raises, it's how much do you charge for us to hire you as a contractor? And now we become your first client. So it really, really, really came full circle and it worked out well for me that I was able to leave because that was part of the big thing with taking that leap was like, okay, I know nothing about this. How am I going to find clients? How am I going to sustain myself and actually at least make some money in this while also I kept my children at home with me? I wanted to be there for those early years. So how am yep. I going to manage all these things and find clients? And they became my first client. So it was a, a really, really great full circle moment for me. And it gave me a really good start in my business. Wow. There's so much, so many similarities, right? Like comparing just your story to what my really? story is too. Yeah, absolutely. Two <laughs> things that stood out out of everything that you said. I mean, number one, like leaving your job, like giving them notice, like you gave your 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 job a month's notice. I gave my, uh, the standard two weeks, but there was a, a point where I was working this agency job as a, as a marketing manager and it just wasn't working for me anymore. Um, I had started as a contractor for them okay. outside and then they brought me in-house and the deal was that I could work half remote, half at home, half in the office. And so it wasn't working. They wanted me full time. And I was just, I hated being there. I hated it. I dreaded, I dreaded going in every single day. Um, even though I was ultimately thankful for the opportunity, it wasn't working for our lifestyle anymore. And at the time, uh, our kids were seven months old and, you know, my wife looked at me and I'll never forget this. I've talked about this before on the podcast, but it was, you know, why don't you just leave then? And I said, I can tell you two really good reasons why that's not a good idea right now. And like, they were like crawling around on the floor, you know, but it, it took that, that push and that, that drive. And I, I feel like I always had that in me, that entrepreneurial drive, you know, to leave. So that's one thing that I feel like, um, I definitely resonated with. And like you, you chose the, the software route where you explored Infusionsoft. You know, right. when I was starting out in the marketing automation space, um, I, I chose Active Campaign as the one that I was going to go kind of all in with and learn and learn automation. And at the time, uh, Chris Davis, I don't know if you know him, he was the head of education. I did a podcast interview with him. Yep. Great. Yeah. He was on the show a few months ago. Great guy. But I remember like binging all of those videos and just okay. learning 
from Chris <laughs> and when I like, yeah so you, you kind of know so for you like my next question is you know how do you stay up to date on all the different trends there's so much happening in the world of technology so much happening in the world of automation there's so much that I feel even myself now I need to explore more about AI and start incorporating that not only into you know, my marketing for the business, but into how I prescribe. So what are your go-tos for staying up to date on the tech and automation? And, you know, maybe, you know, share some examples of how you're using it in your day-to-day. So it's very difficult, extremely difficult, because it seems like if you specialize in one software, it's different. But if you specialize in a lot of different tools, it's hard to keep up with all of the updates that everybody is making all the time. It's like, it's a lot. It's a whole lot. And so one of the things that I've done is I don't manage my inbox. My assistant does. And so with my assistant right. managing my inbox, she responds to everything. She handles everything that comes through. We're subscribed to the software tools that we use and provide services for. Great. So that's one of the ways is we're subscribed to their email list. So typically, not always, not for everything, but typically they do send out an email. Um, for example, Kartra will send out a consumer like monthly newsletter with like here are the updates and they're really good about hey we have these 10 updates this month here's a video yeah. for how we can use all of them i like to consume video so that works mm-hmm. for me like boom let's just play the video i know what's happening okay cool next one but in slack we have a tech tools channel okay. my team goes in and posts like different things that they've discovered sometimes they'll be like oh look at this cool tiktok video this is a nice hack wow they'll share stuff in there but my assistant goes through and I have that channel on my phone. So she'll go through and she'll take an email and she'll just shoot it straight to Slack through the Gmail and Slack integration, shoot it straight, uh. straight to Slack. And I'm able to go in and look at, I'll sit down at one time and look at, okay, what are the updates this one has? Let me go through all these updates at one time and see what's happening where. I also connect with all of them on social media. So I'm able to see their updates Good. there. Um, whether it be through Instagram stories or just through the news feed, I don't always see everything thanks to the algorithm. However, I take the time to go and search. So I'll be like, all right, Slack, what new AI integrations or what chat GPT Slack integration is there or what I'll go look for those things. Um, Sometimes what I also find is pretty cool is also following other people in your industry. For some people that doesn't work well for them because they're like, I don't want to see what anybody else is doing. It's scope creep and peeking over the fence syndrome like I'm looking to constantly it's too competitive but for me it helps me because they have a wealth of knowledge and they're constantly sharing like oh here's something I did for this client and I'm like oh wow I didn't know such and such did that how'd I miss that yeah pick up on something that I missed so I follow a lot of people in this space but if you follow your like I don't know if you guys most most people in their business use Zapier um, if you use Zapier, they're yep. a good example of a TikTok channel that does amazing viral TikTok tips. So if you follow the software on TikTok, you'll oftentimes see them in a different, they kind of show their personality more. You'll actually see somebody's face. Um, somebody will be sharing a new tip all the time. And Zapier is a great example of a software company that has a TikTok channel and they're constantly char- sharing something new some type of, oh, here's a cool hack you can do with Zapier by integrating it with XYZ third-party software. So definitely something you should look at. It's just, you have to make a conscious effort to constantly be out there like, oh, let me take 30 minutes to just scroll down this thing and see what's new just to try and stay on top. But there's never going to be a time that you will always be on top of all the things because it's just, it's happening so fast. And it seems like, I mean, if I look at, Five years ago compared to now, technology is moving lightning speed yep. in comparison to what it was before. So it's very difficult to try to keep up with everything. Those are good tips. Thanks for the one on on Zapier. I spend way too much time on TikTok as it is, but if I can spend it learning <laughs> from, apart from like Zapier. Um, always something not, on TikTok. <laughs> always something to do. Uh, on the like exploring your the people in your space, I mean... Off the top, I mentioned that's how like I connected with you. I went to take a look at your your profile and you know um, your your Instagram. Sorry, I should say I saw that you were connected with Jordan Hill, who's another system specialist, and I'm I'm looking to get her on the podcast. And then you know off the top, your all systems go kind of approach. I mean that's Chris's 
podcast and that's the name of my email newsletter. So there's definitely like synergies and absolutely connecting with like-minded people. Um, for me anyways, like it, it inspires me, right? And then that makes me want to connect with people to talk about these things because I don't know about you. I mean, you have three kids at home all day. I'm alone all day. I've got my my dog sitting here on the floor with me, but like we don't get a chance to like have a lot of these conversations unless we're like engaged in work with clients. So um, I'm, I'm definitely all for connecting with people. Uh, yeah. L- let's l- let's talk more about your your customers and your approach. Then we'd love to know who is your ideal customer and what does the approach look like when it comes to managing their projects or helping them, you know, increase efficiency, grow their businesses. Would love to explore really the methodology behind your business. So one thing that uh, has shifted as life has shifted has been our service offerings. Um, I will say this for those of you who uh, feel guilty about pivot, pivot as much as you need to pivot as much as you need to, whenever you need to make sure there's a strategy behind it, but (laughs) pivot as much as you need to. I went from starting off in this space as just um, giving myself the title of VA because that was what was a popular term seven years ago. Um, It's just became like a, in seven years, the space has grown in a crazy way. But seven years ago, the term VA was like newish. And even if you said it, people were still like, well, what's that? What does that mean? What do they do? Right. But it was the introduction to the space. It was like, I didn't know another way to enter. But then when I got there, I realized I don't do any VA work. Like I'm not doing admin work. I specialize in the tech and the automation. So I started to pivot and ship. So our offerings have changed. But now we're to the point where we do done for you and we also have DIY services. Um, What a lot of people love is our done for you services because it's a really fast turnaround time. We get you in out real quick. But one thing that I found was I was jumping into people's projects. And then when I get in there, I find all these other things wrong. And I'm like, can I fix that? Can I fix that? You didn't tell us oh, about no, that. It's take longer than I thought it would take because I also see this thing. Well, you didn't know that this does that? Okay. And I go down Better. the rabbit hole. So what happens now is most people who come to us for large projects, they come to us. Sometimes they'll come for like, we have what we call a tech refresh session. Those are quick little small. Oh, hey, I broke something. Can you connect that back or fix it? Okay, uh. cool. 90 minute sessions. Um, but then we have those larger projects. We do an audit first. So the audit saves us from getting there. And then everybody thinks they know the problem, but they're not the expert. So they can tell you the problem all day long. And then you get in there and you're like, well, actually that's not the problem. This is the problem. So what happens is we jump in and we do an audit first. After we audit, we kind of give you a diagnosis of here are all the things that are wrong. Here's what it's going to take to fix it. Here's how long, here are the details, and then we go fix the thing. And so that works out way more efficiently for us than just accepting any old project that comes through. Um, It saves us a lot of headache. It sets the expectation for what is actually going to happen versus you saying, oh, no, that will just take five days. And then you get in there and you're like, oh, my gosh, this is going to take like five months. Like, it's crazy. So we typically handle it that route. I do have a small team and they, I have one person who assists me on the projects. And then I have one person that literally manages all the client communication, collecting the deliverables. We have a system for everything, everything we need to collect. There's a spreadsheet on what the client gave us, what they didn't sharing their log and the password via LastPass. There's all of those things. So it's a nice quick process, but For any service-based business owner, it did not happen overnight. It wasn't something that was like, oh, we came up with this amazing, efficient process in year one. No, Uh it's a trial, er error, failure, frustration, (laughs) and us trying to figure it out to actually get to this point where now we know the process like the back of our hands and we created the system and then we automated that system so that now we have something that we don't have to have our hands on the whole time. Right. How deep does your audit get? Right. Because like if you're looking at someone's business, there's so many different aspects you can you can look to improve. And then you get to the side of it where you're now delivering the audit and you don't want to overwhelm them or then discourage them, maybe, right? By letting them know that everything's a mess. We gotta, you know, 
go scorched earth here and start over. So where do you focus? How do you break it down and really, you know, show them what the priorities are in their business? So we focus our audits on the tech and the automation. Those okay. pieces specifically, we do have a partner that we partner with that does the high, high level systems. Okay. Um, and they're great. So they'll do like super high level systems and we share clients. So we're like, hey, you need these high level X, Y, and Z things, go over there. Then we work with them, we tag team. We work with them for the tech and the automation. We focus specifically on that because if you get into the structural systems and processes, that is a lot. We will, however, when we see stuff, because we used to actually do the structural systems and processes, when we see stuff, we're like, hey, you might wanna work on this, just, just yeah. FYI. This should actually work in this way. Um, and we also figured out that when it comes to tech and automation, people don't speak tech. They don't speak yes. in software terms and things. It's just, it's too much. It's yeah. already something that seems overwhelming to them. So then speaking it back to them is like, I, I was already overwhelmed before I came. Now I feel like I'm just quit. Let's just go ahead and hang it up. We start over. And so yeah. what we found that is a whole lot easier is we document things in three different ways. So we map everything out in a visual process chart right. for them to see. I'm a very visual person. We also document everything in written format. And then we also provide them with a loom video explaining all the things. Um, yeah. Typically we have a meeting at the end of our audit on Zoom. Hey, this is what we found, overview, blah, blah, blah. But we know that they need that reiteration. And so we go back in to reiterate everything with here's a Google Doc. Here's the link to the Zoom meeting we had. Here's a link to the map. Here's a loom of us going over the map and this doc for you to explain all of the things. Here's a quick action plan on the three things that need to be done that are top priority. And yeah. that seems to make things easier for them. If there's a lot of stuff, which we've had with certain people, we'll do it in phases and we break it up into phases. Based on our expertise, here are the things we would do in these phases. We would handle this first, in phase one, phase two, and phase three, and just break it up. It tends to make it a lot easier for them versus them being like, oh God, everything's broken. I failed. I'm yeah. a terrible business owner, <laughs> which yeah. a lot of times they feel like anyway, so it doesn't doesn't help when we're just like, oh, all of these things are wrong. So breaking it up and making it kind of seem a little bit more digestible works for us. And then how do you work with them to make those improvements? So now, You've broken it down, you made it digestible, you've given them the maps, which is huge value, by the way, to be able to get the video, get the documentation, get the maps, right? Um, if you were to break it up in phases then, is this requiring like the business owner, like all the business owners time to make those improvements? But in, in like in your done for you, for example, how much is required from them? What are you doing? And what does that process look like to get them over that first initial hurdle, let's say? So I've done quite a few audits where they do it themselves. They have okay. a team, but their team is uh, more based on tasks yeah. and not strategy. Uh -huh. So I've had plenty of business owners come through and they just want the audit. They'll tell me straight up, hey, I just, I know you do audits. I just want the audit. So yeah. they'll just get the audit. And with the audit, I give it to them. I give them everything that I just said earlier. And then their team executes it because they do have a strong, solid team. Right. Now, with a lot of the others, they don't. They're like, look, I don't have anybody who specializes in that specifically. So can you guys do it for us? For those people, right. if it's a phase situation, we handle it for them. But what makes it easier is the fact that we're able to get them in a meeting. We found through trial and error over the years is when we give them homework, it's not going to get done. Right. There will be, I've had projects where people pay in full. They have homework and they disappear. Uh, yeah. They've signed a contract, they've done all the things, they know that if they don't get us things by X, Y, and Z date, they basically kind of get pushed to the back of the list because we have other projects slated that we have to keep working on. Yeah. And they're like, hey, I know I owe you stuff. I went to an event in October and I saw two people who paid me who did not give me what they needed so long ago. And I met them for the first time in person and wow. they were at this event. And immediately, as soon as I saw one, I go and I'm like, hi, I give her a hug. Oh my gosh, so nice to meet you in person. We've done Zooms a million times. So nice to meet you in person. And her first thing was, oh my gosh, I'm so ashamed. I know I owe you X, Y, Z. And I'm like, 
I'm not coming after you for stuff you owe me. It's cool. We I have not like been thinking about that at all. Yeah, I'm like, I just was happy to see you. It's fine. But that yeah. happened so much back then that we had to start having kickoff calls after we signed the contract for the project. We have kickoff calls. On these kickoff calls is literally our co-working session. Like, hey, Dang. if you struggle with LastPass, which people, people do struggle with it sometimes, you struggle with LastPass. These are the passwords that are on the spreadsheet that we need. Go in and do those now and check off each one you uploaded. We're just sitting there in silence. Uh, you done? Good. Okay. We also need this on the list. Is it on the Google Drive? It's good. Okay. Next. And it literally is just a holding that hand, getting everything we need. So, and while we're on there, we're, we're looking through every, combing through every piece of the project. Okay. What else? Did we forget anything that we need? Oh, hey, we're adding this onto the spreadsheet. We also need this. Getting everything from them. So that now, once we're finished with that, we have everything we need to proceed. There's yeah. no, oh my gosh, I got to get them this. Oh, I got a meeting. And their, you know, their to-do list never ends. So we can Just get it time. from them in one sitting and it makes it a lot easier on them. They really feel like they're delegating when it comes to the systems versus them feeling like it's a, oh my gosh, it's such a burden for me to get this done. It's going to take forever, which they feel like in the beginning anyway. Right. Um. One one tip, not sure if you've used this in the past, but I used to be on LastPass as well. And if you find your, your customers are struggling with it, one password. It was night and day, I promise you. You switched to one password? I switched to one password. The, ex yeah, the experience, the user interface, governance of it, admin security, night and day, so much easier if you're looking for a new solution. Yeah. Not not a plug, I'm not a, uh, not a partner or anything, but... Um, just thought I'd throw that out there. Yeah, I'm gonna have to consider that transition. Check it out. Um, I'd, I'd love to know, you're, you're talking about the onboarding and I think it's super smart what you do. Schedule that time, block it out where you just gotta get these things done. I, I can imagine how awkward it is just sitting there in silence as they're, yeah, they're working I, through things, but yeah. super smart. What are some of the trends that you see as far as mistakes? Where are the business owners kind of going wrong? Where are they getting stuck? What are the common things you're coming in and having to, you know, fix or provide a solution for right away? Can you talk to a couple of those? So the biggest thing that I see, well, the thing that I see the most consistently is no systems because right. we have so many viral videos of get active campaign because it's the best X, Y, and Z. Uh, it's such and such because it's the best this. Yeah. And so that's what people see first. So our order is, we're out of order. What we do is uh. software 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 yep. software and we call that a system but it's not so we're like oh okay well i do already have active campaign and i use g suite and then i have slack and we use ClickUp for our project management and everybody immediately spills off those things but i still feel like i'm drowning in this this and this and yeah. i'm like well there's no system well yeah i do because i also use zapier that's not a system that's a software and we mm -hmm. always prioritize the software first we have no process in place. We have no efficiency. We don't have an actual structural system as to what's happening. And then yeah. the other thing that we hear oftentimes, because we have so many online gurus, delegate, 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 hire, yeah. get a VA, go hire somebody in the Philippines. Do like, it's a constant, somebody's telling us we're doing something wrong and here's a quick fix. We find the quick fixes and we don't look at longevity and sustainability and yeah. A lot of who I've worked with have been some high six, but mostly seven and eight figure businesses. And right. you would be amazed at the amount of them that by happenstance got here, yeah. have zero systems in place. Zero. Yeah. And I'm like, they just know so-and-so is responsible for this. This person is responsible for that. And here's the software we have. There are no SOPs in place. There's yeah. no documentation. Everything is in different people's heads because that's just the way it happened. And some of them, and while they built something really amazing, really, really, really amazing, it's not a, it's no easy task to become, to just pop up and become a seven figure business owner. No, not yeah. at all. But through hard work, they built it. And now they built this machine that has them on this hamster wheel that they can't get off of. And I've worked with so many of them that's like, yeah, I still have to have my hand in so many things. I still have to, I had one who I was working with. Um, I worked a lot on retainer for a lot of years. 
And so up until last year, actually, I worked always in my business for six years. I did retainers, 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 retainers. Okay. And one of them who I was working with, um, she was going on a trip and it was like a huge team. She's about to go on this trip. Let's get ready. Boot camp for like a month. Nice. Don't forget, I'm going on this trip in a month. Don't forget, I'm going on this trip in a month. And it was like a constant, okay, what do you guys need from me? Who needs to do this? It was a constant like debrief. Let's get stuff out of her head. Let's get stuff out of her head. Meanwhile, the business had been going on for so many years. It was it was a multi seven figure company, and it was all this Man. prep happening for her to go on a trip. Yeah, because the business could not operate without her. Right, it just couldn't. Even though she had this large team, even though there were so many talented, gifted, efficient people, there was never the time taken to say, "Hey, you know what? We're gonna take this quarter, and this quarter is gonna be time for us to get our systems in order. We're gonna hire her. a professional that does this." But instead of putting special people in places where they could actually thrive, there was a, hey, we need this right now. So I was one of those people who was put in a, hey, we need this right now. And that's it. And that's all. I understand we need systems. I understand Latrice, but this is what we need right now. OK, we have this going on. So we don't want you to operate in that area. And yeah. so it was a lot of that happening. And I watched it just it was so much chaos. And I also watched a turnaround of some of the team members because when you don't have systems you can't retain your team and you lose so much money yeah and so it was like okay well let me just who was doing this oh, okay well so-and-so's not here anymore and let's kind of follow the breadcrumbs and figure out what happened yeah i watched another business owner who had something terrible happen in their life and that business owner lost one of their businesses because they did not have systems mind you this business owner had multiple businesses so they were very, very profitable and making a lot of money, but something really tragic happened and this person lost their business, yeah. one of their whole businesses, which means the whole team had to go. And everything that that person built for all those years was gone because tragedy happened. This person had to be removed from the business and there were not systems in place to sustain that business. And so yeah. people don't really prioritize it until it happens. And they're like, oh, something happened. And now I got to take this seriously. And it's like, sometimes yeah. it's too late. Sometimes you have grace and you're able to jump in and kind of get ahead of it before it gets too wild. But a lot of the times it's too late. And yeah. so for most of us, we just get so caught up in the next business coach said I should do and not, okay, let me build this solid foundation because I need this foundation because we're going to continue to grow up and now the foundation is going to be leaning and and yep. it's got cracks in it. And now everything, the higher we build, the heart is going to fall. Hey, if you're enjoying the episode, I need to ask you a favor. Would you just take a minute, leave a quick rating and review on iTunes? This helps the podcast get in front of other listeners just like you. Any help to get the word out is always much appreciated. Thanks for listening. The higher we build, the harder it's going to fall. I love that. Um, my question, as you were talking, my question is just why? Why do business owners who know that they need systems, not even systems, they know they need to document what they do, right? They know that they have this job where they're wearing all the hats. They know they don't like it. They know it's uncomfortable. They know that they love to take a day off or vacation. They know that the business is on their shoulders and you know could crumble at any minute. In your experience, why don't they prioritize it? Why don't they prioritize the documentation so that they can properly delegate and properly scale and build that solid foundation? It's kind of like the same thing. Um, it's kind of like where in, a, in in certain communities, when you make more money, you increase your expenses. It's like yeah. it's a mindset thing of like, yeah. I made this money. <laughs> okay, let me increase my expenses. I can afford more. I made more money. Yeah. Okay, I can afford more. And with business owners, it's very similar. We go through the same thing where I've reached this level. Okay, what's next? Okay, yeah. what's next? Okay, do I hire somebody else? Well, sales, marketing. Oh, there's another opportunity. There's shiny object syndrome when it comes to the new attractive pieces. 
and yeah. systems systems and you know it's not attractive at all there are other things like oh i need new branding photos and i need to we need to rebrand it we need to do this thing we need to do that and it, there's constantly something that needs to happen but it's never that because it's unattractive and it's not something that we actually fully understand most of the time business owners don't really get it they don't understand it so yep. it's too overwhelming for you to just jump into and then you got to find an expert that under that does it and okay how much money is tied to me taking the time off to fix this. Right. Like there's always something more, there's always something more attractive that I need to pay for, that I need to do, that I need to enhance. I need to join yeah. this coaching program or I need to hire this person for this thing. There's constantly something and it never ever ends. And we don't think about that because we're just like, oh no, now is the time when I need to work on X, Y, and Z because I do have a moment to do this, but there's revenue tied yeah. to whatever this thing I'm about to do. And they don't see ex exactly how much they can lose from not uh -huh. specializing or taking the time to really focus on the systems piece. And so I see that far too often. Or I know if you're listening to this, you may this may be you. You're drowning. It's yeah. the reality of being a CEO and being an entrepreneur. We're drowning in so much, so many things. There are so many requirements and expectations, so many hats that we're wearing. How do you really prioritize taking the time to put one hat down and pick that boring, unattractive, I don't get this, I don't understand this thing up for a yeah. season? So one thing my team does is every Q1 is we work on our systems. While we're doing it all year round, Q1 is like, all right, let's do a real assessment of what worked, what didn't, all those things. And we're making adjustments and pivots in Q1 every single year. We're right. cleaning up things. We're figuring out, okay, do we need somebody else? Do we need to fill a new role? Did we miss anything throughout the year while we were like running real fast? What do we need to do? And so um, one of my mentors said to me, she was asking me, uh, this was a couple of years ago. She asked me, she said, asked me how was the business and stuff. And I was telling her how things were. And she was like, so what's the goal? Like, where do you want to go? So I was telling her the goal. And then she says, okay, well, if... Everything was to just happen. Yeah. And that happens for people sometimes. They'll have an interview on something. I've seen, I've had clients who've had an interview um, on some major media platform and they didn't have the systems, software, stuff in place to prepare. And all of a sudden they like, oh, hey, we want to feature you on X, Y, and Z. Oh my gosh. When is it? Oh, so soon? Cool. Yes. They go. Don't even prepare the background for it. Go to this there. thing immediately. You're getting all this website traffic. Boom, website crashes. Stuff like yeah. that happens. They didn't prepare. And so and she I... was like, okay, so if so something were to just happen, media outlets just pull you on or something, something that just propels you to a place where you were not prepared right now to go, are you prepared for whatever this thing is you're praying for? Uh. If God were to say, boom, here you go. Here it is now. Yeah. Do you have the team in place? Do you have the systems in place? Do you have the structure for 10x what you have right now? Not just, oh, well, we're handling the day-to-day -day of what we have perfectly fine. No, 10x that immediately. Yeah. Tomorrow, yeah. are you prepared? And I was like, man, no, I'm not. So she was like, so what do we put in all this work and all this labor for if we're not even prepared for whatever's on the next level? Wow. And another thing said to me in that same conversation was she said, well, I want you to be very careful because one thing that we do consistently is we are constantly chasing this ever moving finish line. Yes. And it yeah. never ends. And that's what we do when it comes to our systems is we're like, okay, I reached it. Oh, it moved a hundred yards out again. Okay. I reached it. Oh, it moved again. And it is like, Okay, and so we never stop running after this ever-moving finish line because there's always something. There's like, you know, it's like a carrot. Like, oh, oh, there's a carrot. We, we're constantly chasing that carrot. Yeah. And we never, ever reach it because it never, ever ends. And so that's why I'm telling people, now is the goodest time as any because if you don't prioritize it now, you won't. You just won't yeah. because you're constantly running, constantly chasing something. I had that conversation with... Uh someone on the show a couple episodes ago just about when is your enough enough 
right? Like um, you, you mentioned like that thing that you're praying for, that thing you've been waiting for and longing for, like you have it, right? I, I think back to me five years ago or 10 years ago, everything that I wanted back then, I have right now, right? I'm more uh, successful than I've ever been, but we're, like you said, we're chasing that next thing. Like what's that next level, right? You, you have this constant like moving goalpost. So I love that you're tying it back to something that's real and tangible for your customers. I can only imagine in that situation that you describe, you know, as soon as you ask those questions, I'm sure like the tears just came on, right? Because it it's real, right? Like it, it connects to something. So what happened next in that situation? I'd love to see if we can, you know, tie this to some of your your core values and some of how you, you know, live your life and your business because freedom is one of those things that you've always, you know, wanted to achieve and you help your customers you know, live the life of freedom that you're living today. So how do you then translate that? Because it seems like you've already got their buy-in. You you frame it the way that you did, right? You've got the meeting out of the palm of your hand, you know, so to speak. So how does it then translate into, okay, let's get to work now. You know, let's stay, um, let's stay focused on that end goal. I'd, I'd love to know how maybe even that conversation transpired. Yeah, so after that, it's results. Um, For a lot of people, it's like, okay, I'm taking the time to do this boring thing that I didn't want to do anyway. Um, I'm sitting back and I'm doing this. And what I what I will say is a lot of us feel we don't say it because we don't think we actually feel it. But we really feel like we're invincible. We feel like this thing that we've set up. There's nothing that can break this like this is an empire that I've created that no one can take down. And so. We really feel that in our heart of hearts. We really do feel that because if we didn't, we prioritize getting it together, getting the foundation together more. And so with a lot of people, once they prioritize doing that, they're like, all right, where are the results? What am I going to see? What things are yeah. going to change? Um, we oftentimes have to do check-ins on where they are. Or uh, I like to find out not just about not just about numbers, which are great, but also, even when it comes to not just the numbers, just figuring out, okay, what great things that you see changed in your life? How much more time were you able to spend with your kids? What else could you do with your family? How many trips did you go on? All those things. I actually have um, a mentee of mine. And with her packages, she has some, I don't know how it works, but she's part of some um, other organization. So they're able to offer these vacations for some inexpensive rate. In her packages, what's included is a is a trip. It's like a two or three day trip after their setup. Okay. And it's a genius idea because it's like an immediate win for her clients. Because as soon as they finish their stuff, their setup, the project's done and she's finished, they're able to pick where they want to go for this two or three day small little trip. But it's a quick thing to show them, like, look, yeah, it's working. Look how free you are just to give them a little taste of the freedom in case they kind of get weary and feel like, I don't want to keep up with this. Yeah. Immediately they're able to go on a trip. And I think that idea is so genius. I'm like, Oh, that's perfect. That's perfect for people. And they get these and it's included in the package that she gives them. It's some, some rate that she pays that's inexpensive that they get to choose from a certain amount of like Hilton hotels that they can go to in a couple of different locations. And they're able to go on these little trips and it makes it so quick and easy and perfect for them as soon as they've finished their project. And yeah. so stuff like that, constant life reminders. I think that um, this online space has done a really great job of annoying people with numbers, like how to do, how to make 10K with blah, blah, blah. How yep. I built blah, blah, blah with this amount of money and this amount of money. And it's constantly tying everything to numbers and getting people back to yes the numbers are important because let's let's not act like if you were doing this for free you would just keep doing it no um, right. let's not act like we're not making money in business because if you're not making money you don't have a business that's but right getting people to get away from just that and to also tie in the wins in life and the freedom in life because everybody's freedom is not just tied to an amount of money uh for yeah. me i realized that my freedom was tied to so much more then, oh, let's get to 10K months. Let's do 20K months. Let's do, who cares? At the end of the day, there is so much, there's so much time freedom. There's so much joy that can be experienced outside of me just 
working behind my laptop all the time. And I found that so many of my past clients or people who have come to me for consulting and things like that, that's been kind of the testament of their life. I built this, yeah. I have all of this money. I'm exhausted. So I don't like it. <laughs> so because good. they wanted they wanted to they want to be able to live their life. They want to uh-huh. enjoy the freedom that we thought we were getting in business for. We thought I was gonna take a nap. I'm gonna have all this time to do XYZ. And that's not most people's reality. So getting people back to to identifying those wins uh-huh. in areas where they can live their life or areas where they can delegate, where their team is operating efficiently, yeah. where they have a funnel in place and they're waking up to Stripe notifications and yeah. people are able to, they know that their systems are working for them. I'll be like, uh, hey, I saw this opt-in and I uh, tried to get it and it didn't work. Okay, so uh-huh. who set this up? What's going on with this? Oh, I don't know. That was done in 2018. It's just... um. Somebody set it up. I hired somebody off uh, Upwork to do that. Yeah. And I don't really know if it's working or not. Now you know that everything you have is solid. You're not losing customers because when they go somewhere, when they're sampling your free stuff, it's working out efficiently for them. So yeah. now you've made a better experience for them and you're able to nurture them in a, in a special way. Whereas some people aren't even nurturing their clients because their people aren't even getting into the funnel. And so yeah. things like that are great quick fixes to give people to know, wow, I don't even have to worry about if this thing is working or not. I've had people yeah. who do um, email notifications. They'll be like, well, actually, I just get an email notification when people fill out this form. Then I go in and I just confirm that the thing that they got, they did receive it. And then I'm like, yeah, nope. Mm-mm. Gone are the days of you being tied to your inbox or your yeah. phone or your computer. Be free. Have to be. Have to be. And And like your customers... Or like process, I should say, like a lot of the things you're teaching your customers, they're iterative, right? Like you're you're doing this over time. It's not gonna be at the the drop of a hat that they change. And so for you, like coming to this realization, I love your approach. I love the way that you think, Latrice. Like if you could like wrap this up into like one moment in your life, you know, as we're as we're closing out here, one moment in your life where the the switch did flip for you. Right. I'd love to know, like, what was that moment where your core values aligned, your purpose, the vision aligned, how you were going to communicate with your customers aligned? What was that lesson that came out of that moment? Well, I'll start with sharing um, what made me transition. Um, I got in business just to literally spend more time with my kids and to keep them home. I did not anticipate like, oh, I could be make this amount of money. I didn't do that in the beginning. I literally was like, okay, what's the difference between what we're paying for childcare? and how much I need to make. Like what's what's the difference to reach what I was, what we're saving in childcare and how much I need to make in my business each month to make up for what I was actually making at my full-time job. Great. So that was initially the thing. And um, as I started to build, it became like maybe a year in business. I looked and I was like, wow, I am spending so much time working. Like. This went from me working eight hours a day for somebody else to now I'm like three, four o'clock in the morning. I'm still up. I haven't went to sleep yet because I'm working on the business still. I'm still doing business stuff. And it was a wake up call when my three year old at the time with my son, he used to always walk around and he used to say this thing like, oh, I got work to do. I got work to do. He used to say that all the time. And so I was like, why is he saying that? And I always was like, what? Why do you keep saying that? And it would be something he would say in a high voice, like yeah. a woman. And I was like, why is he changing his voice to say that all the time? And so it took me a minute to realize oh, one man. day when he asked me to do something and I was like, okay, but we'll do it later. I got work to do. And I was like, oh, oh man, he's mocking me. He's yeah. mocking me. And I was like, dang, man, I really just created this environment where my kids are here and exist and I'm with my kids, yeah. but I'm working. And I was like, oh, all right. I remember being on the road and everybody who listens to my podcast or my classes, you know, I call my laptop Sheila. So I was in the um, car and Sheila was in the back because Sheila goes every, she would go everywhere with me. I'm not leaving without Sheila. We going, Sheila coming too in the bag. And I remember somebody emailed me, I had my email on my phone. Somebody emailed me and I was driving and I was like, dang, I got to the light. I read the email. I was like, ah, I need to 
deal with this right now. Pull over at Target parking lot, kids in the back. Me and Sheila, we working in the parking lot. And the kids were like, can we go home? Mommy, I'm hungry. And I'm like, hold on, I got to finish this thing. And it became a way of life to where I was oh, so man. glued and attached to that. And it took my son, my oldest son, to be like, I got work to do for him saying that all the time to be like, okay, I need to now change everything. Like everything yeah. needs to change now because yeah. there is no way that I got so far in such a short time away from my why. I moved so far away from it. Like this was your why. You said this was why you started. Hello. Yeah. And I got so far away because it was like, oh, wow, I can actually really make more money doing this. And it's like endless and I could just keep going. And I built it and I shut it all down because I was like, okay, now we need to rebuild. Now I need to yeah. have like a come to Jesus moment and like, okay, what, what are we going to do differently now? What's yeah. going to be different about the way you're going to operate your business in the future? And what I can say is like Monday, I'm going on a field trip with my oldest son. I don't miss field trips. I've never missed uh, my kids go to private school. So they have chapel once a month. I haven't missed a chapel. I don't miss a luncheon. I don't, I, they go up there in extracurriculars, music and sports and all these things. I'm at everything. It doesn't matter what it is, a recital, it, whatever it is, that's, yeah. that's a priority. This is not. So I don't care what y'all say I got to do. I'm not going to be there if my kids have something. I'm sorry. That's just how, that's just how that works. And so I had to really make a shift in my life and in my business, because when I made that business shift, it immediately showed in my life. And, um, I have a, a colleague of mine who always says, um, I can't remember the exact saying, but she, she talks about how, uh, the revenue is in the rest Try and it. how we are constantly running and how we kind of have to make that shift from being so work driven and focused, which we are at least in America. That's how we are. We yeah. are so like, we live to work. Not we work to live. It's very, it's, 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 it's backwards. But very different. We live to just work, 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 work. Yeah. And so really finding that when you operate from a place and a position rest is a mindset. When you operate from, from a position of rest, your creativity comes. You're able to be the visionary. You want to be the CEO in your business. Ideas and so many things just flow and come to you when you're operating from a space of rest. Versus when you're in chaos and you don't have any clarity. Yeah. So that shift has changed everything for my business. The innovative ideas, standing out and not looking like a carbon copy of what I see in this space. It's all happened from changing my mindset and operating from a space of rest and freedom versus chaos. And now I'm like, okay, I can move with grace and ease in my business. So good. I could not have thought of a better way to round out this episode. So good. <laughs> Thank you very, very much. Thank Latrice, you. where is the best place people can connect with you? I know you mentioned Instagram earlier. Where's the best place uh, people to connect with you? Where are you hanging out these days? Instagram, for sure. Instagram is my social media platform of choice where I mostly communicate with my audience. And uh, yeah. I am the most active on Instagram. And then uh, my website, if you guys want resources and free things, is GetSystemsSupport.com. Perfect. GetSystemsSupport.com. All of that will be in the show notes, including links to Instagram. Latrice, can't thank you enough for your time and sharing all thank this with you, us today. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the In Systems We Trust podcast with Marquis Murray. If you liked what you heard today, hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Don't forget to rate the episode and share it with a friend. 